Welcome. Welcome to Rise to the Top, a college football betting podcast with your host and number one college football handicapper, Freddie Wills. Hey guys, back here after another winning week, fifth one in a row. <clears throat> we'll get to all of it. We'll give out. Uh, we'll talk about our best pick, worst pick, bad beat of the week, recap the full week, misleading finals, and some other games, and look towards betting value for week number eight. Can't even believe we're already in week number eight. Before we get into it, here's a word from our sponsor. At the end of a hard week, it's great to sit down, take some time off, and watch some football. Game-winning touchdowns on two-minute drives, running backs racing down the sidelines with no one to stop them. There's nothing else like the NFL, and there's no better way to make the games even more exciting than to bet on them. So do the smart thing and go to mybookie.ag. No one gives you more ways to win than they do. My bookies got the fastest payouts and better lines than any other sports book. Don't forget, where your betting is just as important as your betting on. And mybookie.ag is the best in the business. It's where I play and where you should too. I wouldn't be telling you guys to bet with them if they weren't the best. Do the smart thing. If you're going to bet this football season, bet with my bookie. If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, try a parlay. If all your picks come through, you'll multiply your winnings. And no matter how you bet, the NFL season is the best time of year. Join now. MyBookie my will double your first deposit. Use promo code WILLS, W-I-L-L-S, to activate the offer. That's promo code WILLS to activate your offer. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. All right, so last week between college and pro, 11-6 and six against the spread, plus 8.2%. Return on investment for a fifth winning week in a row. $100 unit betters are up over $5,000 during that time. 53.67% return on investment. Uh, so, you know, when I say $100 unit, I'm talking about a, a $10,000 bankroll. So if your bankroll is $10,000, you would bet up to $550 a game, 5.5% PMI max plays, you know, which have hit over 60% in my career. So again, we're we're rolling it back this week. Ninety nine dollar package for my pro and college football, guaranteed profit or two weeks for free. Head on over to freddywills.com to check that out. I'll continue to roll it out there. A ton of you guys are taking advantage of it, and hey, um, we're we're just gonna keep rolling it out there. It keeps winning every week, so uh, make sure you guys check that out. So last week, our best pick was Tennessee plus seven. Uh, you know, I mentioned I thought that they could win the game outright, which, I mean, they dominated this game uh, from start to finish. It was never in question. It was good to see. I don't know if um, I'm jumping back Tennessee again in the future, um, but I thought it was just a really good spot against the Mississippi State team that was getting, you know, overrated. The only thing that worried me was that they, you know, they were Tennessee's biggest rivalry game is Alabama. And they go there this week as 34.5-point favorites. Um, personally, I I think Tennessee will cover that game. I do lean Tennessee this week, but I, I definitely would want it over 35, which I think we'll see. And then um, for Mississippi State, I mean, they're going to host LSU this week, 17.5-point dogs. Uh, good luck. I mean, LSU's got a bigger game on deck, but um, – I'm probably passing. Some of these spreads are just outrageous, and I'm also afraid to take the dogs. So, uh, especially when when the favorite's on the road. I will say this about LSU: their offense isn't very good. They're lucky this week that they're not playing a good offense. 
because uh, I, I, I will talk about Florida in a minute here because um, it was my bad beat of the week, in my opinion. Tennessee, uh, that game was my premium newsletter play, now 4-2 and two on the season, over 60% for the career of that newsletter. So 4-2-1 uh, and two and one on the season, plus 3.2% return on investment. And uh, you combine that with my free picks, which have gone four and four, uh, you're you're definitely missing some free money. So make sure you uh, check out that as well. Subscribe to Freddie's Premium Sports Picks newsletter, free at freddywills.com. Third year of this premium newsletter, 30% return on investment, 60% against the spread, one email once per week. Subscribe at freddywills.com. All right, so we got to, you know, touch on the worst pick of the week. It's obviously Michigan State plus 10.5, who did not show up. You know, I, I don't know if Wisconsin is just that good, but I don't think that they are personally. I think maybe they got Michigan State at the right time coming off the Ohio State game. And, look, there were, there were red flags with Michigan State all season long. You know, this offense is no better than it was previously. Uh, but uh, traveling back-to-back weeks, you know, I really – um, don't think I should have given that out to clients. I, 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 I still thought, I, I thought it was going to be one of those games that, uh, D'Antoni, oh, got his team to play extremely hard and it was going to be a one possession game that, that was not, I mean, they got shut out. They got their asses kicked uh, And I have to say that, uh, the offensive line sucks. The quarterback sucks. I need to move on from lower key. I don't even think the backup is good. Uh, we saw him a, a ton last year. He didn't really impress me. And they have no running back, and they have one receiver, uh, Darrell Stewart, who's a senior who has, like, literally he has, like, three routes he runs. So he's very easy to defend after, like, the first quarter. Michigan State gets a bye here, much needed bye, before hosting Penn State. And if Penn State wins again in big fashion, then Penn State goes back on the road. You know, I I, I can't – it's funny to say, but I, I'll be looking to take Michigan State because it will be a buy-low situation. I still feel like they'll pull off one of those wins that they're not supposed to. And, uh, you know, hey, Penn State's a eight-and-a-half-point favorite. If they win by double digits this week and then they got to go on the road, that's a tough, tough situation at Iowa, home against Michigan, and then at Michigan State, Michigan State off a bye. That's a great spot for Michigan State, who will probably be underdogs in that game. Um, Penn State's going to be beat up. That's three physical games. And Penn State didn't look great against Iowa. Iowa should have won that game. So, um, yeah, I, I might be looking to take Michigan State next week. Bad beat of the week. Last week we didn't have one of these, uh, which was great. Uh, but this week, you know, listen, we had three coin flip games with Iowa losing against the spread by one and a half point. Syracuse, the same. And each of which made they missed a makeable field goal that would have gotten us the cover. But the worst beat for me was Florida plus 13, who I felt played extremely well and led the game 28 to 21 um, in the fourth before getting outscored 21, nothing to end the game. They turned it over twice in LSU territory in the red zone. Still, they had the ball on the three yard line first and goal before running four like bizarre plays to end the game. I really thought that they should have brought in Emory Jones to give the threat of a run and then throw it maybe, but I still trust Dan Mullen moving forward. I just, that last play on fourth and goal, um, where Trask does a, he, he's like goes slow-mo. It, it looked really weird. Uh, if you missed it, you got to find it on YouTube. He, he, he optioned out 
he was gonna pitch it but didn't but like everything was slow mo. He 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 was I don't know if it was him trying to fake it or what, but uh it just looked awful from the start. Uh so and then they had a running back throw at one play down there. I, I get trying to fool, um, but uh I don't know, it was just terrible play calling at the end there. I, I still do trust Dan Mullen. Uh and I actually like them this week. Florida on the road this week, six point favorite at South Carolina, who upset uh huge upset over Georgia. Um, you know, obviously we're going to ask, does Florida have anything left? I mean, they just had Auburn, then at LSU. That's going to be the question all week, but, uh, I think they'll be just fine. South Carolina lost, South Carolina lost their quarterback and, you know, obviously off the huge upset. I think Florida is a definite teaser candidate at South Carolina, but need to look into the game more. I do like the offensive mind of Dan Mullen versus the defensive mind of Will Muschamp. Mullen is two and O winning last year, 35 to 31 at home. And then in 2016, when he was with Mississippi state winning 27 to 14 against South Carolina. And, uh, you know, obviously South Carolina just lost, uh, Holinsky, their quarterback. And, and now they're down to the, uh, everyone's staying backup, but it's actually the third string. Holinsky's played so, so well, you know, every, everyone forgot about Jake Bentley. Uh, so that is uh, – and I don't think this guy can throw. He's, he's more of a running quarterback. So I think Florida can stop that. Uh, the bet I regret not making, there were two big ones, Navy and Temple. Uh, Temple won 30-28, and I would have played them had I not missed the move earlier in the week. Uh, so sometimes, you you know, you wait. I, I like to see the injuries and get a full picture of the matchup. I don't worry too much about missing out on – line moves, but there are certain situations where, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to chase the steam or I'm going to, I'd rather play it the opposite way. If I feel like I have an edge and I'm getting two and a half points of value instead, you know, when I kind of got a chance to look at the temple game, the line had already moved from six and a half to four, um, even lower on game day. You know, I loved temple at six or higher, but after it moved and I lost, you know, number value, I decided not to play it. And it didn't, hope that it felt like everyone was on Temple, which I also don't like. I don't get that great feeling when everyone's saying Temple, Temple, Temple this, Temple that. Uh, Temple, again, over a touchdown dog this week, this time on the road against SMU, who's off a bye. Look, Temple has not been good road team this year. Didn't cover at Buffalo, losing outright as a 15-point favorite, and lost against the spread against uh, East Carolina on the road. This also is a further trip for them, the state of Texas, and they have central Florida on deck. I'm going to pass. I don't like SMU either. Um, against the very good temple defense. I'm, I'm not playing it. So let's jump in to the misleading finals. Miami won, but did not look good doing it against the v- Virginia on Friday night. I actually gave out Miami on the money line. Uh, and I really had to sweat that one out. Uh, the offensive line is still very bad for Miami. You know, they won 17-9, but that final was a bit misleading. Virginia had 21 first downs to Miami's 14. They outgained them by 53 yards, but had one costly turnover and could not score a touchdown in the red zone. We're probably getting value with Virginia this week as a short favorite, three and a half at home to Duke. But Duke, um, you know, they just came off their win over Georgia Tech. And, you know, they're a very good team as a dog. Uh, They didn't look great against Pitt, but came back late. Uh, you know, my slight lean to Duke, um, but I can see Virginia going back home and, and rebounding Miami, Ohio, 
plus two first downs, plus 55 yards, but lost to Western Michigan 38-16 to on the road. They had three turnovers and were 0-2 on fourth down. They threw a pick six and struggled in the red zone, kicking three field goals uh, and one touchdown. They also missed a field goal. Uh, Miami now a three-point dog at home to Northern Illinois, but, I mean, honestly, I can't play. They, they just have such high variance. They had a misleading win last week over Buffalo. This week they have a misleading loss. I'd rather just pass on that team. And Western Michigan, in my opinion, continues to get overrated in the market. They're an eight-and-a-half-point favorite this week to Eastern Michigan off back-to-back losses. Uh, no play for me because they are starting, you know, eight-and-a-half points. I, I mean, I could have seen this a little different a couple weeks ago, but the, the Western Michigan is not playing great by any means. So we mentioned this game already, but Georgia lost to South Carolina. They had a 30-16 first down edge, over 170 yards more on offense. But Georgia went over one on fourth down. They had four turnovers, while South Carolina went one for one and had zero turnovers. Would have won this game a couple times in overtime. Um, I think uh, there was a, a pass that uh, Georgia threw. It got tipped and intercepted. The end of the game, Rodrigo Blankenship also missed a field goal in overtime that would have won the game. So let's just say it is what it is. South Carolina got lucky. South Carolina is now on their third-string quarterback after Helensky injured his knee, I believe, in this game. Uh, they host Florida this week, who looks like they got blown out against LSU. You know, I think uh, South Carolina is still not a very good team, and I think that there will be value backing Georgia this week – or. Uh, Value backing Georgia in the in the future. Uh, this week they're 25 point favorites against Kentucky, so I don't know if I can do it then. Um, but this team still has everything left to p- play for. Listen, they they went out, they get they beat Florida, they beat whoever they face in the SEC championship game, and they're in the college football playoff. Oklahoma beat Texas. Uh, Texas had more first downs, but uh, they were really fortunate to cover. Uh, Texas was sacked nine times in this game. That was really the difference in in, in why there is such a huge uh, difference in the yardage. Uh, Oklahoma outgained Texas by 201 yards. You know, I think Texas just came out and played poorly. I think they were very lucky um, because Jalen Hurts turned the ball over in the red zone a couple times early. Otherwise, this game could have gotten out of hand early. Uh, Texas clearly did not have a healthy squad to stop Jalen Hurts, but I'm I'm still not as high on this team with Hurts there. Um, I still think he's got some limit limits. Like I don't think he can put the team on his back. I mean, listen, they played no d- defensive teams um, prior to that. You know, I think I tweeted out um, their average opponent rankings on uh, offense uh, and defense. Uh, the defense was really good for Oklahoma. Um, Texas really struggled early in this game. Um, they did get it going late, so I feel like the slow start was what really cost Texas in this game. So for Texas, I, I think it's it's tough because they're a 21 and a half point favorite this week against Kansas. I, I lean Kansas, even though I'm very still very high on this Texas team. I, I think Texas's dreams are crushed. I mean, they can't go to the college football playoff. That's out. But I mean, it t- depends on how high that was on their goal list. A Big 12 title game. Uh, still in the works for them uh, if they beat Oklahoma, but it's look, it's going to see how this team responds. Um, with Sam Ellinger there, though, I think this team will respond well, and I think Texas is going to be a different team next year with uh, Sam Ellinger senior season. I think uh, 
Texas next year is going to be an exciting team, but I, I'm sure they're going to get all the hype in the offseason. Houston outgained Cincinnati, uh, who was in a major letdown spot after upsetting Central Florida. They were outgained by 30 yards in this game, but were fortunate enough for Houston to turn the ball over five times. Cincinnati now a 17.5-point favorite against Tulsa, a team that just nearly upset SMU, uh, but got crushed by Navy. You know, I think it's too many points. I think Tulsa can bounce back and keep that close. So I think that uh, that's a little bit of an overreaction. So we're we're definitely um, selling high on Cincinnati at this point, and by and literally back to back games, uh, they could have lost. They you know they were outgained by Central Florida. Central Florida played very poorly in the red zone um, to to for Cincinnati to hold on. So um, Cincinnati maybe is getting a little too much love right now in the market. BYU did not play that bad, losing 23-27 to on the road to South Florida without their star quarterback, Zach Wilson, who remains out. Uh, they also lost their backup quarterback in this game, Hall, who who's questionable for the Boise game. BYU actually plus 124 yards in that game, plus nine first downs, and plus one turnover. South Florida had 11 penalties for 105 yards. So, like, how the hell did BYU lose this game? Uh, here it is right here. BYU went 0 for 3 on fourth down. Boise, 6.5 point favorite at BYU this week with 71% of the tickets on the early going on Boise. Uh, it falls back at quarterback. I think BYU is the play. There's no way Boise should be a power like power rated higher than Washington and USC who were <clears throat> smaller road favorites at BYU. I lean BYU. South Florida is on my fade list still despite winning and covering their last two games this week 14 point dog on the road against a hot navy team um so i don't know if it's the right week to to fade them i I really don't like um backing service academies as large favorites so probably gonna lay off that game as well wake forest lost to louisville uh so maybe we're fortunate here uh louisville we gave out louisville late plus seven uh they gave up a ton of yards in this game. Uh, they were lucky that their special teams really took over. Uh, not not saying that, you know, it, it was misleading, really. I, I mentioned my handicap when I gave out Louisville as a play that this week weekend there was a major advantage in special teams as Wake Forest ranks 116th, Louisville ranks 24th. Uh, so pay attention to that moving forward. Louisville's defense gave up 668 yards in this game. Uh, they lost another quarterback. Uh, Cunningham got banged up again in this one. Uh, so both their starter and backup are questionable for the Clemson game. Clemson a 24-point favorite, and I, I honestly think they roll. I'm, I'm kicking myself for not bat- betting them last week. Wake Forest has a bigger game against Florida State, and they're just two-point favorites. So I needed to dig deeper on that game. I know Wake Forest also lost their quarterback, Newman, in that game. But honestly, if, if this this – spread is two points because of their backup quarterback. There's literally no drop-off between Newman and Sam Hartman, in my opinion, uh, leaning Wake this week. Some other games and notes that I wanted to get to, there's there's you know four or five games here that I think are, are worth mentioning. Uh, but if you're just tuning into this podcast, let me just uh, remind you. Subscribe to Freddie's Premium Sports Picks Newsletter, free at FreddieWills.com. Again, four and two and one on the season, back-to-back week, uh, weeks with winners with Florida uh, two weeks ago over Auburn, and then Tennessee plus seven 
uh, getting the outright upset as well. Uh, so having a good season with the newsletter play. Uh, we also won this past week with Air Force as our free play. So make sure you subscribe to that newsletter. Also up on the website, again, um, $99 pro and college football, guaranteed profit this week or two weeks for free. So make sure you check that out. We're going to keep that package rolling uh, as we go for our sixth straight winning week. Uh, we're up over 50% during that time period. And you get all of my max play of the days. My max play of the days, 90 and 59 against the spread over my last 149 between college and pro. Um, that dates back to 2015. Just been on a roll with those plays. And that includes... <laughs> I had a 10-game stretch, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, no, nine-game stretch um, in October to November last year where I lost 10 in a row between college and pro. No, nine in a row. Actually, let me go back a page here. I lost 10 in a row, um, yet I'm still over 60% over my last 150 max play of the days. Uh, so that just gives you an indication, um, how well I've done. I've won. Fourteen in a row back in 2016. So, so really that's, that's the difference right there, uh, between, but I've been pretty consistent this year, five and oh, in NFL and, um, one and one in, uh, call actually one and two in college. So, uh, and Iowa this past week, I thought was, you know, a tough loss. I mean, they, they go for two there. They would have gotten it. We would have covered. So, um, the turnovers really cost them in that game and the missed field goal earlier in the game. And they have an excellent kicker. I was shocked. He missed that. It's like a 44 yard field goal, uh, that he should have hit anyways, moving on Michigan versus Illinois. Interesting. Michigan got out to a 28 to nothing lead, but Illinois fought back and pulled within three points early in the fourth quarter before Michigan put them away for two touchdowns. Um, honestly, I think that uh, if anything, that's probably given us value in this Penn state game because uh, people are going to look at the final score and be like, what the hell is wrong with And there is still a lot wrong with Michigan. Don't get me wrong. Don't get, I just don't think Penn state's that good, uh, but they just have such a major home field advantage there uh, with the whiteout playing night games that uh, there's no way I can have a ticket on Michigan this week. I, I don't think at least. And um, if anything, maybe teasing Penn state, but uh, if it gets to nine, I don't think I can do that either. Um, this, this is just another red flag for Michigan, for, in my opinion, against a bad Illinois team. Now they go on the road to face Penn state team. You know, again, I said, I'm not high on, but um, I don't know. Maybe Michigan just kind of, you know we're up twenty eight nothing. This is Illinois. We're not giving them much credit. Uh, let's just let's just you know kind of get healthy and get ready for next week. Um, Illinois gave up two hundred ninety five yards rushing to Michigan, so it was good to see them get the running game going. Um, Illinois facing Wisconsin this week, thirty one point dog. Uh, Wisconsin could probably name the score there. Vanderbilt. This is a big one. Lost to a bad UNLV team. This is not a misleading report. This was not on the misleading report because they just got their asses beat. I thought we would have have a higher spread this week with a hot Missouri team coming to town, uh, but we don't. Uh, 21 points is a lot, but Vanderbilt just seems worn out 
at this point. And I don't think I could back them right now, even though I think we are getting tremendous value with them as a 21 point dog uh, against Missouri. Uh, I typically do like to back those power five teams after they lose to a group of five team. Uh, There's, I mean, typically you can back them for weeks moving forward. Um, But Vanderbilt's defense, uh, they have a defensive coach has not been very good for a couple years now. Um, I don't know what to say. And their offense has been, you know, not good at all. So, uh, yeah, Missouri could go in there and win by four touchdowns. That wouldn't surprise me at all. Fresno State remains on my fade list, mainly because they've won over 19 games. Uh, tw- they won 20 games against the spread the last two years. And it's only happened like six times. I mentioned this in my uh, free pick last week. So you can go on to freddywills.com backslash records and find the Air Force play and you can find the full analysis. Again, that's another thing that differentiates me from other handicappers is the fact that, you know, all my picks get released a minute after a game starts. It's up on freddywills.com. Uh, it gets released to Twitter, although I did have some issues this past week with my feed uh, kicking over to there automatically. So I, I get that straightened out. But, uh, yeah, every pick gets released over there, uh, timestamps, archived forever. Uh, you can get my entire record history, over 10 years of data with a click of a button. Nothing's hidden. Uh, there's not many um, handicappers out there that give you that information. So, uh, you know, definitely check it out at freddywills.com. Army got their Butts kicked by Western Kentucky, who has a good run defense. Uh, that was really different to the game because uh, Army only 137 yards rushing. Yeah, I want to see how Army bounces back from losing back-to-back weeks. I think that they will have some value later in the season when they're dogs, which they certainly will be at Air Force in two weeks. That game I have circled. I'm very interested to see what that spread is uh, when we get there. Uh, because I still think Army is better than Air Force. And I do think Army will be an underdog in that game, possibly over three points like Navy was. Iowa outgained Penn State. We we talked about this game a little bit. This was my play of the day. Very bummed out about it. Um, Iowa did outgain Penn State. So this, this was close to making my misleading finals report. I didn't want to be a little bit biased since Iowa was my play of the day. Iowa struggled every time they got on Penn State's side of the field. And for the second week in a row, turnovers were the reason Iowa lost the game. Minus two turnovers in the game. Um, they outplayed Penn State. Otherwise, they did outplay Penn State. Penn State did look like the better team throughout, I would say. Like, it was close. Uh, I thought uh, Iowa benefited from some of the calls from the refs uh, a bit you know, lopsided Penn State was flagged eight times for 80 yards. Uh, Iowa just one penalty. Other than that, I, I couldn't take much from the game. Uh, Iowa now hosts a beat-up Purdue team as an 18-point favorite. I think that's too many points for an Iowa team that just is a very slow team. Penn State, we mentioned, uh, eight-and-a-half-point favorite at home against Michigan at night in a likely whiteout. Um, Iowa, though, I mean, they probably need the Purdue game. Um, I don't think they're a team that, like, really has hangovers just, just based on where they're from and, and the culture there at Iowa and the head coaching staff. I just don't think that, that like, after a big loss, they're going to turn in the rest of the season. So um, I don't really look at that. I just more or less want to see the health of Purdue, but probably not playing that game at all. Notre Dame took care of USC, but look, 
USC got the backdoor cover. This was a pretty clean game. Notre Dame only outgained USC by 47 yards. Uh, but Notre Dame did lead uh, for most of the game by double digits. USC made it interesting late. Clay Helton finally covered a game as a dog, uh, now 4-14 four against the spread of his career. USC back at home facing Arizona as a 9.5-point favorite. To me, that's just too many points. While Notre Dame gets the week off before going to Michigan and what should be a good game. I can only hope Michigan gets a lucky and uh, maybe beats Penn State unless I'm holding a Penn State ticket so we can fade Michigan next week. Uh, I, again, I, I've i bet on Michigan. I'm, you know, but big games, I, I, I just can't do it anymore with Jim Harbaugh. And this team looks like his worst uh, that he's had the last few years. Just in the trenches, they have not played well. So I'm looking forward to probably fading them uh, at some point the rest of the season. So that wraps up today's podcast. Uh, Didn't have as much great information on today's podcast as I wanted, but I'll get some other good stuff later in the week out to you guys. Thanks for listening and good luck. Uh, And let's hope for another winning week this week. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Freddie Wills College Football Betting Podcast. If you are still listening to this podcast, you are really into college football betting. And if you are really into college football betting, you should consider following my premium plays, especially my play of the days, which have hit roughly 60% against the spread over my 10-year career. If you aren't into paying for picks, that's totally fine. There are many reasons why I wouldn't even want you to, especially if you don't have the bankroll. In that case, you may want to consider visiting sportsbetcapping.com for free picks from over 70 handicapping experts. That's sportsbetcapping.com for access to free picks on all major sports. Thanks again for listening to this podcast. And as a reminder, please leave five-star reviews on iTunes and take advantage of my premium pick newsletter absolutely free at freddywills.com.